Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Welcome to Absurdity with Ryan Becker. All right, we are back. And before we jump in any further to today's topic, I know we're not, we haven't even jumped in at all yet. We have a special shout out for a new Patreon subscriber. Woo! So, um, Jennifer Kiyabyab, I think I've said your name right. That's the first time I've ever said it out loud. So you can just go ahead and, and reach out Please to me let if, us I've, know. if yeah. I've said it terribly wrong. Let um, either one I'm, of us know because I want to use that against I, him. Please. I actually, I actually know her from my time in Chattanooga. So, um, she's she's really cool. Really excited. Thank you so much uh, for joining awesome. uh, our Patreon. It it really helps. As of as of right now, this means that our hosting costs are covered. Um, Dude, that's awesome. That's so huge. our hosting costs every month are covered by uh, Patreon. So this is that's a huge step up for me. Um, that's that's you know less of a burden that I don't have to worry about. So just thank you guys so much. Uh, to all of our patrons. And if you want to join Patreon, um, at the very end of the episode, there will be all the details. I'm not going to bog it down at the at the beginning. But um, with that, Tony, how are you doing, man? Dude, I am good. It is gorgeous out here today. And so I have been inside all day. Once we are done recording, I am literally going outside to hang up my hammock and just read for class. So we're doing intensives right now. So I'm, that's pretty much all I'm doing is just reading and typing and eating mm. And every once in a while, getting some sleep. Um, not not all the time. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes you don't. Uh, yeah, like it's it's just gorgeous today. Like I'm I can't be inside after this. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we. Run. Well, if someone had locked their computer inside a classroom on Monday, you could okay. be outside right now. That is a really good point. That I <laughs> I really want to argue. I really want to fight you on it, but I totally did. It was my fault. And yeah, I'm just glad nobody stole it. Like that's the nice thing about being in a like fairly Christian environment. And and also I think it's also the summer, so no one else uses that classroom. Yeah, no one no one's but, here. Like, my no. iPad was there, my computer was there, like Jeez. <laughs> my notes for the class were there. Look, all back there in the morning. Someone saw it, saw your name on it, went, Nope, I don't even want to touch this, and then they they walked away. It was that's my <laughs> Like, yeah, nope. they they know they they know I will come after them with with happiness and smiles and love. That's that's for some for some reason that's scarier to me. Yeah, it should be. Okay. So, I I have a very important update from last week's episode. Last week's episode, you know that we talked about the discovery that antiperspirant should be put on the night before. Well, there was a part of there was there was a part B to that, a part 2 to that. Uh, that I hinted at, but I did not actually explain, which is uh, which is now, what do I do with the clothes that have been stained by antiperspirant? We mentioned Tide and a couple other things, right? Dum, dum, dum. I figured it out. Figured out what you do. You know those use, you know, you know those fabric softener dryer sheets like that you put in the dryer with your clothes? Uh-huh, yeah. So you take a used one of those. And it's important that it's used. You can't do, because it still has the, like, the stuff on it if it's just brand new. So take a used one and then just... 
legitimately all you have to do is rub it on the spot where the deodorant is and it works it works if it's been there for a while and you've already washed it or it's it works if like you just accidentally applied antiperspirant to your shirt for whatever reason um either way it rubs it right off in seconds like wow. i know this because it saved like four or five different shirts for me so i have so i have black shirts that are like dunzo yeah just try it it's amazing it worked for me um which means if it didn't work for you that means there's something really intensely wrong going on but let that be to all our listeners i know i got a couple messages between last week and this week um saying thank you for talking about this issue so this is clearly something that has plagued more than me and that's super validating apparently we need to have like a life tips episode where we just go through like various like actually we are gonna do coming up soon i guess i can announce this um even though you don't even know this but uh coming up soon we are going to do a listener question episode so um start thinking of questions you'd want us to answer um and um i'll we'll give more details as that time comes closer uh, we'll give more details on how to how to jump in on that, but now, yeah, now, no, now that's we got to do a, a Patreon Patreon only episode. We got to do a couple a Patreon only. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that's that's also in the works. Yeah, we'll, don't we'll you worry. Uh, Patreon. Oh shoot, that actually reminds me. I guess I have to say this too. There are new rewards on Patreon. Uh, there's t-shirts, mugs, and um, tank tops on Patreon. So if you become a Patreon subscriber, you can definitely grab yourself an absurdity t-shirt. Uh, a mug or a tank top, depending on you know what level you subscribe at, or all of them. So, um, but and there's more coming down the line. So Patreon is growing. Um, it'll be more and more that we that we do and offer. Um, all right. So with that, um, let's jump in to today's topic. I know there's someone out there who's like, just get to it already. Um, we're going to talk about boundaries. Me, you didn't mostly. read. That's me. You know, I'm the one you. that's saying that. Um, no, I can think of a very I'm gonna, few specific people that will message me afterwards and be like, "Would you just get to the point?" I'm gonna I'm gonna write an angry Twitter like angry tweet message right now, like just talk on it, absurdity people, like just get to the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> to see if anyone's like, "That's you." Yeah. Nope. That's yep. You're a part of the problem, Tony. Um, so we're talking about boundaries. If you didn't read the episode title, we're talking about boundaries in relationships and ministry. Uh, you know. It, boundaries wherever they should take place. So um, I've actually been reading a book by Townsend, and I forget the other, it was co-authored. Cloud. Is it Cloud? Cloud and Townsend? Cloud, yeah, Cloud and Townsend, yeah, called Boundaries. Um, super good. good. Yeah. Super good. Um, and uh, it's kind of inspired me. I've been thinking about boundaries a lot lately, just as some personal stuff has been happening and and um, over the last couple of years and what boundaries actually look like for me. So um, it's, it's something that's really relevant, but not something that I wanted to talk about before I kind of had more of some sort of foothold on it in my yeah, own life. That makes sense. Um, so I don't think I have it mastered by any sense of that word. Um, but I do think I, I've learned some things. I, I feel like I can actually talk about it somewhat educatedly. Um, but if there's some counselor that listens to this and is, and, and like, so, and I say something completely dangerous or inappropriate, then go ahead and reach out to me so I can fix it. Um, but yeah, uh, Tony, when it comes to boundaries, I guess let me ask you this. Um, do you feel like you have good boundaries? Do you feel like you have bad boundaries somewhere in the middle? feel like you don't have any at all? Um, Man, it really depends on the situation. Um, yeah, I, I'd say I have pretty good. I've learned to have good boundaries, I should say. Um, through many failures and... <laughs> Much that's, pain that's how it and comes. sorrow. Uh, I have, yeah, blood, blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. I've, I've learned um, to set good boundaries. So, yeah, I would say I have pretty good boundaries now. I almost have two good boundaries sometimes. Um, I used to be like a big open book, and now I'm a little bit more on the hesitant side. So yeah, it's almost like I will set up an, an early boundary. Um, and then kind of back it off as like, all right, maybe I'll kind of like, no. And then, yes, yeah, so like, all right, I guess so. Um, but yeah, like I, I think I have pretty, pretty, pretty decent boundaries in, in different aspects, different aspects of my life. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, that, that makes sense. Like, like for me, so, you know, personally, um, when it comes to work, um, I actually think I have just like what you said, too good of boundaries. In other words, I think I err too much on the side of being guarded um, and protecting my personal space, um, then I do just reaching out and lowering those boundaries when necessary. 
Um, I think that's just because I've heard too many horror stories and I've, I've had so many friends succumb to different things in ministry that I just, I'd rather um, have too, I'd rather be too closed off than too open in some respects. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of learning that as I go, but I think that's one of them. But then, then I look at, at the other side of that and I think of like my relationships and I don't mean friendships. I mean like actual relationships. And I realized that, man, I have had the worst boundaries. Um, and I don't mean that to say, um, like people can just walk all over me. What I mean is there, there's this temptation in me to, when I do connect with someone, um, just boundaries out the window because I trust, I, I, I can trust very quickly um, when I find someone I connect with, um, yeah. if I don't connect with you, you're going to have to earn trust. But if I connect with you, then it just kind of naturally happens. I get so excited about something or whatever um, that that happens. And I'm not talking about physical boundaries. I'm talking about like like emotional, like emotional and, and mental life. boundaries. Life boundaries. Yeah, life. Time, letting someone yeah. bingo. Letting someone into my life, um, and then I tend to get attached quickly in that. Um, like that's caused me pain. Yeah. Um, it's not caused me to be so clingy to impact others that I know of, but it's caused me pain as a result when things don't necessarily go my way. But, um, and then when I think of friendships, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of cases where I've let people walk all over me, but, um, I've over the last several years, I've become a lot better about, um, saying no, um, and, and getting, um, and kind of defining what my space is, um, so that I can actually be a good friend to people. Um, you, I, what I've discovered, I think for me is that if I don't have some boundaries set for myself, then, um, there, there's this cool, there's this cool saying, I just tweeted it out the other day. It's, uh, you, you teach others how to treat you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who came up with it. I know it's, I mean, people have heard it for years, but it's true. And if you teach others that you don't have boundaries, then they won't see boundaries. They won't respect any of them because they don't know that they're there. You teach others how to treat you. And so for me, I've had to really over the years, because I have a problem saying no, um, I've really had to learn, okay, I need to put in boundaries in place to protect myself, to protect my emotions, to protect my time, um, and even to protect my life, like my job, my, you know, my school, whatever, wherever I was, I have to have those boundaries in place. Um, but that's that's been kind of my experience with it, I guess. Um, and I know we're both talking kind of very, very broad at the moment. Um, obviously we'll get more specific into this a bit in a bit, but really specific. Um, what do you want? What do you, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, relationships or ministry? Oh man. <laughs> and relationships could be friendship or, you know, what do you want to talk about first? The horrible, <laughs> embarrassing part of your life or the non-existent one? <laughs> um, actually they're both non-existent right now. Um, you don't have any friends either. I said friends none. or relationships. I have no like, friends. You have no have friends. No we're friends. not friends. We're no. business partners. We're colleagues now. We were friends. And we're colleagues I now, but you my, don't get any money. I locked I my spend money. I locked my computer in the classroom, <laughs> and now we're not. I I sabotaged my own. I do. Um, yeah, let's talk about relationships. I guess um, boundaries and relationships. That's a hard one. Like I honestly say no a lot easier with people I don't care about. Um, but I'm such a people pleaser for so many years to become friends with someone. I would just like, I had to learn to say no to friends. And that was the hardest one in oh, work. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do that. You know, there's a very, like, I just don't have the time or energy. Like that's not my job. It doesn't follow under my purview. I'm okay helping people out. Um, but a lot of times, um, especially at my previous job, um, in Texas, it was like, yeah, I'm not going to do like I, I st the, the reputation I had there was, well, he he's never here, um, which wasn't true. But that was the reputation I had because it was like if I didn't quite frankly, it was like if this isn't valuable, if I'm not adding to it, I'm not going to be there. You know, mm -hmm. so there were things like. Uh, um, uh, well, anyway, that's the work side. So in, in relationships, um yeah, that's been hard. Um, it's interesting you brought up the emotional part because I'm a little bit that way too. And that's definitely what I was thinking about on both sides when I said I'm a little bit too guarded. Um, I'm like 100% when I come into that. And mm. I've had to learn that not everyone is going to be willing to put in the time and energy and 
um, devotion to a friendship that I am. Um, I'll give a perfect for instance. One time a friend of mine uh, flew into Knoxville and at the last minute um, they were like, hey, can you come pick me up? And I just left class and drove for an hour and a half and picked him up. Um, I was like, yeah, sure. Like you need me there. I'm there. Like, tell me when you're, you know what I mean? Like the day of, I was like, when are you flying? And he was like this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. Um, Cause he was my friend, you know, he was a friend of mine. Um, he definitely would not have done that for me. Mm. Um, so reciprocated boundaries. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you have to know I'm still going to be me, but if they're not going to put in that amount of energy towards me, I'm going to get burned out. And, and what ended up happening in that friendship is I realized that, um, you know, that same friendship, it was a one way street. You know, he, he was, and this is not the first person to do, and this is definitely won't be the last. Um, and it wasn't the last time I had to do it even in, in, in at that time of, of my life, but it was someone that never had wanted to come into my world. Like I realized after three and a half years of being like very, very close friends um, not once had he ever said, Hey, what do you want to do? Mm. It was always, I'm doing this. I would love for you to, to come in. And it's not in a malicious way. It was just, you know, he was, he was living his life and all his life. People had just kind of followed him. Um, so he was just used to that. Like, Oh man, this is awesome. I want you there because I enjoy you. And it was like, so for the, a lot of the different things we had in our life, our, our, our walks were very similar. Our journeys were very similar but i ended up having to kind of cut off that friendship because it was like dude i i love you but you've not once ever wanted to become a part of my world and that's what you really need in a friendship is someone who's willing to step into your world just as much as you step into theirs yeah um and that was hard that was that was a hard one <laughs> i've had other people too that you know that they are they're leeches i call them leeches and you know you have leech friends you have uh tree friends and I'm going to have to change that one because it sounds like happy, happy tree friends. And that's not the, <laughs> that is not the that's visual not the that I want to get. Um, yeah. You have, you have friends that are solid and they stay there. So like, I guess wall friends. Um, and then you have acquaintances, you know, so leech friends are people that they will spend all the time and energy or they, they will spend, they, they want you in their life, but it's to leech off of you. You know, they're parasites. They, they take. Yeah, yeah, they're constantly taking is not reciprocal with a a tree friend. Um, it's a give and a take. They will they will be there for you. They are solid. You can rely on them. They're not flighty. They're not going to bend. And they will also give. If you pour into them, you will get something out of it, mm-hmm. which is not a good. Uh, you don't pour into people to get something out of it, but there is going to be a there's return on investment. Yeah, yeah, there's a return on that investment. Um. If nothing else, in in beauty and and excitement, even if it's not necessarily nourishment, um, but there is a return, and that is the difference. Um, and then you have acquaintances where they're just kind of like, all right, cool, this is someone that I enjoy hanging out with, but I'm not going to reveal. You know, they're 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 never really going to know all of my cards. Um, yeah, I'm not going to call them up in the middle of the night. And then there are like the really special people, like there are very solid few. You know. Um, I call them fellowship of the ring. Like there's, there's my very solid few in the fellowship that it's like, you're the ones that I'm going to call. Um, you know, my, my siblings are part of that. I have a very close trio of friends that they are part of that. Um, and that's really it. And they're the ones that, you know, ultimately that's it. You know, they're the ones outside of that. It's going to be, are you a tree? Are you a leech? Are you acquaintance? And I have a lot of acquaintances, but I've realized I, I've had enough friends. And that was a hard boundary to kind of set and be like, I'm, I've got to be careful um, for the rest of this. And then also just from a logistical standpoint, you just need to be careful with who you tell things to. Um, there are some people who are going to use your stuff against you. Um, and that's just a horrible reality of the world that we live in. I don't expect that from everyone, but just you, you got to learn. And like I said, I have learned from negative experiences and from past mistakes. Um, you just can't tell your life story to everybody. You know, that has to be saved for kind of a specific environment and people that you trust. Um, so well, yeah, like th- those are kind of the boundaries that you have to set, you know, find your own group of friends. Are they a tree? Are they a leech? Are they, um, 
you know, uh, uh, an acquaintance, you know, who are they? Are they in your, in your fellowship, um, in your close circle? Um, you know, what are they? And you don't have I to thought- call it fellowship. You can call it, you know, Avengers or Justice <laughs> League or whatever nerdy, the uh, Defenders, Doom. the uh, Revengers. <laughs> no, I, I find it interesting because while there are certainly people that can be holistically one of those categories, right? Like across the board to every single person, this person, uh, it, every person they come across, uh, so-and-so is a leech. Uh, and to every person, this person comes across, they're a tree, things like that. But what I found, what I find when you mentioned those was I initially, I initially thought of myself and I thought, man, there are people that I've been one of, at least one of those two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like everyone has the capacity to be one of those things at different times to different people. So there, there are people that are, that might be a leech to me and might be a tree to someone else. Um, and, and it's not out of malicious, it's not out of malice that they do it to me. Right. It's, it's not out of intent or well, anything most like times, that. It's just, yeah. Most times. Yeah. Most times. Um, it's just like, they're living their life. They're just doing things and it happens. Um, most of the yeah. time, the decision to be a leech, a tree, um, it, it what was the third one? An acquaintance acquaintance um most of the time the decision to be that um is not intentionally made um and what you find is with especially with the trees it just kind of happened like it all just kind of happens and over time you look back and you go oh wait i've noticed a pattern because we weren't reflective about this and we we didn't have proper accountability set up to notice okay look well this is this is where i overstepped or this is where so-and-so overstepped and and the other reason why i like the trees analogy is because trees take a while to grow um I guess weed – see, again, you have some weird connotations when you say there's weed friends and then there's um, – but like with leeches, you kind of know right off the bat. Um, yeah. It's going to be very obvious really quickly. Acquaintances, the same thing. Like you're going to know right off the bat. Like for some people, it's like, oh, our politics are so different. Like we're just not going to click. Or yeah. you know, someone someone's just like, I just love listening to organ music all day long. And you're like, <laughs> oh, bro, we're not going to be <laughs> – we're not, we're, we're not, you're not a that. tree. I love you, but nope. Um, so there's some people that you can just tell like right away one or the other, but trees take time. And the other thing that I've also realized is there are times where you need your trees to pour into you. Um, so there's nothing wrong with taking some time in a relationship. Um, and you, it feels like being a leech. The difference is, are you reciprocating when they need it? Are you willing to give it back to them? Yeah. Are you willing to acknowledge that like right now? I can't give anything, but I'm totally, you know, I'll be there for you. And that's the difference. And it, it, it's, it's, you have to evaluate that because being self-aware is the biggest difference. That's what most leeches that I have found just aren't aware they're doing it. Yeah. They have no idea. Yeah. And, and, and some are malicious. Like some they're doing it on purpose, but most it's just like, Oh dude, I, t- I like this friend, like I never told him why I kind of backed off because I knew he just never would be able to accept it. Like, He's just one of those guys that'd be like, no, that's not how I meant it. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> what matters you're not is, the one that decides if you're a jerk. You're not the one who decides <laughs> if you're a leech. Um, but that's just the reality is like, yeah, most people, we're all the hero of our story. So we have to step back and be like, am I doing this? Am I leeching? Am I being this to, to that person? Yeah. I think one of the, one of the hardest things is, one of the things that I think helped me the most, and it's also one of the things that I've had to kind of learn the most about accepting too as true. Um, in other words, it's an ongoing process for me still is understanding that you're always saying no to someone yeah. or to something. Yeah. You are always saying no. Every time you say yes, there is an implicit no in your yes. Because if I'm saying yes to Taco Bell with you, then I'm saying no to lunch with anyone else. Right, and I'm saying no to any uh, any anything yeah. else yeah, in that, that time. time. Yeah, because there's a finite amount of time. Yeah, we say yes to recording this podcast. You know, at from X to X time. Well, that means that during that time, I'm saying no to anything Everything else. My phone else. is off on Do Not Disturb. You know, at some point, you are always saying no. And so, what's helped me the most is understanding. Okay, if that's true, then I need to be intentional about what I'm saying no to, because no matter what, you can't please. Everybody. Yep. And those are platitudes that have been said for, for years, but on a practical level, the, um, the you're always saying no to something has, has helped me the most. Because when I'm deciding what I say no to, um, and I'm aware of what I'm implicitly saying no to, it's kind of like opportunity cost. You know, there's all, you're yeah. always giving yeah. something up. Yeah. Um, 
I feel more empowered. I feel like I have more agency in my life um, and things aren't just kind of happening haphazard as they come up. But in reality, I'm making very intentional decisions with my time. And it means that I'm respecting people in my life even more Um, because the people that I do say yes to, it says, all right, look, I've really thought about this and considered all of my alternatives or whatever. And, um, and I've chosen to say yes to this. I value my time. I value you. Um, and this is how I'm choosing to express that. Um, and it can be everything from a simple lunch to a road trip together to, um, a tough conversation that we have to have where if I say, look, you've really been overstepping. I'm saying yes to my friendship with you by calling this out so that we can fix it rather than saying no to the, uh, and I'm saying, uh, instead of saying yes to avoiding the awkward conversation, which means that then I'm saying no to making the friendship actually last in a healthy way. Um, so boundaries, I think, are huge because they do, they do help you define what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to, and they give you agency to do it. I think um, boundaries also give you a little bit of forethought, right? Like boundaries, this is, this is, the, this is the issue with boundaries. We tend, to, we tend to want boundaries to just kind of come up um, and think about them like we, we don't want to put thought into boundaries, right? You, you want to know without a doubt. There are some things that when they happen, you're like, oh, yeah, no, I would never do that, right? Um, and so that's a set boundary. And you want your boundaries to be set on the fly. Yeah, um, yeah. But what we've discovered, the one, the one good thing about the way we talk to, to teenagers and, and, and kids about sex, in my opinion, is the talk about knowing your boundaries, because if you don't have a game plan before you get into the game, you're going to fail. If you don't know your boundaries when things get difficult, then in the heat of the moment, you're going to fail. And you're not even going to know how you feel. You're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel terrible. You're going to feel shame because you some you know you messed up, but you don't know how you messed up because you didn't know what those boundaries were. Um, so knowing your boundaries before you step into the ring um, is really important. Uh, I think, and and boundaries to say, this is what's okay in my life and this is what's not okay in my life, um, I think are really, really important when it comes to your relationships, especially. Yeah, and and knowing why boundaries are important, I think is the other thing that's super important. Um, because not having boundaries ends with you getting hurt. Um, you know, I recently, uh, last summer, um, so I guess it's not that recently. It was about a year ago now. Um, you know, I, I started talking to a young lady, and I did not set up good emotional boundaries for myself. And way too early into our developing friendship slash relationship, um, you know, I, I was all in. And I even told her, you know, I was very upfront with her. I said, look, I'm all in on this. You know, I think you're amazing. Um I can I can absolutely see a future with you, uh, and so just know I am all in. Um, I, I did, I'm not going to pressure you. I understand if you are not, but just know that I, I, you know you are someone that are, you're worth fighting for. This whole thing, right? Which at the time was very true, and it was I was very authentic with how I felt. Um, I feel like I should be genuine with it, and that's who I am. So I'm not going to change that. Um, but things ended up not working out, and I think regardless of whether that I put too much pressure on her or whatever, it, it didn't work out for a lot of different reasons. But the reality is she was able to walk away a lot easier than I was because I did not set good boundaries for myself because I was like, well, mm-hmm. this is clearly, and I still feel like she's uh, an amazing young woman. I don't, I don't harbor any ill will. Um, but the reality is like, yeah, no, I should have set better boundaries for myself because I ended up hurt and it wasn't anyone's fault. It just was life, but if I had set better boundaries for my emotions, I would have been able to to know and say, "Hey, this is too this is too fast. This is too mm-hmm. you know don't don't get invested in something that she's clearly wavering on." Um, and so the reality is, and and this is what's frustrating, and also this is good news for everyone out there. I had had that talk about myself. Like I, I had been very intentional about saying I'm going to set better boundaries um, in college. And so I hadn't felt that way about somebody for a long, long time. 
because I've been able to do that. Because when I felt attraction or whatever, I'd set these emotional boundaries and been like, okay, don't do this. Don't go there. Don't let yourself, you know, fall into that trap because you're going to end up hurt. And, and so that was actually, it, it was, um, it's one of those things where you're constantly learning. Even you have to relearn lessons sometimes. Yep. And that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with having to relearn how to set boundaries. And especially because sometimes you have to remember where those boundaries are because you cross them. And you're like, whoops, nope, back that up. <laughs> Shut yeah, that well, gate. Um, and it's and you never really know how well you've prepared until the moment comes, right? Like, yeah. like oh, something yeah. blindsides you. You weren't expecting this connection to happen. Um, and, and suddenly you're like, oh. I realize I messed up because of X, Y, and Z. I need to prepare myself and bolster up my defenses in X, Y, and Z to make sure I don't fail again in, 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 and yeah. step out of my boundaries. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but I, think, I think it goes a step further too because if you take the time to set your boundaries and think about what it means for you, right, then it means that you'll also be better about respecting others' boundaries. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the big, and I'm, I'm going to give you a super practical kind of dumb example of this, but I think, I think the best, um, determiner for me, it's kind of like, you you can tell how, if a person's nice by how they treat the wait staff at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, I can tell how well someone has set their own boundaries typically if, uh, are based on how they interact with someone else's kids or someone else's dog. Um, yeah. because like one of the things, so, Ooh, that's so a, I that's have a, a good one. Um, because like with dogs, you have to be super, super consistent when you're training them. Um, if you're training them not to jump on people, right. If you're training your puppy not to jump on people, um, walking, you know, if I'm walking into someone's house and I see their dog coming up, I know they've recently got a new dog or whatever, and they're training, I'll ask the owner, Hey, is it okay if your dog jumps on me? Or do I, is there a, is there a word or a phrase that I need to use in order to stay consistent? Because I know how hard it is to train a dog. Um, or with someone else's kids, there's there's a kid that sometimes sits in a Bible study we do at our um, at one of my churches, and um, I his mom is trying to teach him how to sit still and be okay for for a time, even if he's not the one in you know intimately involved in whatever we're doing. Yeah. Well, there have been times where I've wanted to kind of pull him aside and and entertain him for a bit and and you know give him something to do or whatever. Um, like one time I brought my dog and I thought well, I can just invite him over. He can play with my dog for the time and that'll help the time go by quicker for him. And then I realized, wait, she's trying, to, she's trying to teach him something, right? So instead of doing that, I brought my dog to him um, and made sure that he didn't have to get out of his seat or I would just, you know, um, not interact at all um, from that perspective where I would distract from what she's trying to do. But to be cognizant of, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal there. I'm using myself just as an example um, but if you're aware of your own boundaries, if you've, taken, if you've taken the time to set up your own boundaries, you're aware of that process, you're aware of how hard it is, how difficult it is, and how easy it is to break them, then you want to respect them and others too. You want your boundaries to be respected, so you want to respect others. And I, so, yeah, I definitely can see how well-prepared someone is based on how they treat uh, someone else's kid or how they treat someone else's dog. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that's the other thing when it comes to friendships too is boundaries and respect are, they go hand in hand. Um, You need to respect yourself enough to set good boundaries and you need to respect others enough to respect their boundaries. And that's, that's something that you have to be super intentional about. Um, I feel like you can't just wing that. I mean, it becomes muscle memory after a while, but you have to be very intentional about it. And I think that that's something that we don't really do very well, I think, or teach very well that I've seen. You know, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of high schoolers that understand the concept of boundaries. I don't think we teach how to have difficult conversations, like, at all. Oh, we don't do that. To be honest. My parents like, did, I think, to a sense, more by osmosis, but, because they had to have difficult yeah. conversations. And so I just kind of watched them. But no one ever sat me down and was like, until college. And, yeah, and it was like, real. this is your job. You're gonna you're and gonna by be a that pastor. point, yeah, right. And 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 by that point in college, like all of your terrible personality characteristics and traits are already pretty much set in like they're not set in stone, but it's you've so been much living harder. your life a certain so way for for twenty years, right? Like, <laughs> like I, so I, 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 I am, I'm like McFly, the dad from Back to the Future. Like, I'm not good with confrontation. Like that's me. Like I will, I will do everything in my power to avoid confrontation. 
But at the same time, it's like you can't as a pastor or in anything in life, but especially as like a minister, um, as someone who's involved in ministry. And when I say pastor, I don't mean like the role. I mean like anyone who's involved in any ministry ever, from VBS to evangelistic series to Sabbath school to Pathfinders to whatever, like any any type of ministry or any type of public service role, you have to learn boundaries. Like you have to learn it because you are going to have difficult conversations. You are you're gonna have to somebody is going to come up and like yell in your face and you're gonna have to be like, Hi, I need you to sit down because that was inappropriate. And you just have yeah. to learn how to do that. Yeah, you have to learn to defend yourself, to stand up for yourself and 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 communicate. I think um I do think, though, it can be dangerous to just tell everyone, and, and, and I don't want you to walk away thinking this either, um, if you're listening to this, I don't want you to think like you just go away and decide your own boundaries. Yeah, because no, I think in yeah. many ways, we are our own worst judge, judges of character, like our own worst critic and everything. Like What may be okay as a boundary in your mind uh, might actually be harmful to you or to someone else. Um, and so I think it's, it's very, it's one, it's one of the hardest things um, to say, um, is to, is to ask those closest to you to say, hey, um, what do you think is, how do how would you handle this situation? Or what do you think is a good boundary here? Uh, maybe it is physical in a relationship. Hey, what do you think is a good boundary to prevent? Because like you say, okay, this is what I don't want to happen. So how do I make that happen? Or this is, or how do I, how do I prevent that from happening? Yeah. Or you say, this is the life I want to live. How do I create that? How do I get there? Um, how do I get there? Um, because that's what will define your boundaries and you may need help, right? Like you may need to ask someone and say, okay, I don't know what my boundaries should be here. I don't know what the line is and I don't know what too far is, especially I see this the most physically because sexual abuse, rape, things like that tend to really blur those lines. Yeah. Um, the way that we value ourselves really blurs those lines. And um, society so, to, to a greater degree has blurred those lines. I mean, yeah. We can talk about how horrible and awful Blurred Lines is, but that's exactly what it's talking about. That whole song, um, which the minute I found that out, I was like, I can't enjoy this song anymore. Yep. I which is yeah. such a catchy song. But the whole point is like, well, what's you were asking for it. And it's like, no, no. you Society may blur those lines. We have to be stronger and more intentional about it. Not just for sexual reasons, but even in personal reasons. Because again, like... The only way you unblur something is by focusing on it. That's yeah. that's how you unblur it. Like I'm, I, we both wear glasses. You you need corrective lenses sometimes. If lines are getting blurry, sometimes you have to be like, I need help. Because I need outside mm. help because I can't correctly focus on this. And this is something where I need very distinct. You know, I need to be able to see things clearly. Yeah, I think, well, and, and let me add this caveat to asking those around you. Uh, there are a lot of people that have surrounded themselves with friends that would be a terrible idea to ask for boundary oh, advice. Oh, Lord, yes. Find someone who's living the life, like living life the way that you want to live, right? That matches up with your goals and ask them, what are your boundaries? Like, yeah. like what, what, what have you set up? Like, I, I think old couples are the, like elderly couples are the greatest example of this. You see an uh, old elderly couple where they, where, you know, the guy brings flowers every day after 70 years of marriage or whatever, you know, like it's just, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, how do I, how do I get there? Yeah. And so you ask them and you learn from them, find the people that are going in the direction you want to go, um, have already walked the path you're trying to, to walk and ask them about it. Also clarification. I don't wear glasses. What you're seeing right now, Tony over Google hangout are Pexel glasses that block out blue light because I'm a nerd. All right, let's continue. <laughs> the point is the same. I you, it is. It's true. It's literally, but, but you don't need corrective but, lenses. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, I'm geez, the only one Tony. in our group that needs so, glasses. This is, this is this is. I mean, I do have reading glasses, so you're still technically right. But that's beside the point. All right. I just wanted to. I just wanted to not uh, not to in a paid sponsorship way talk about Pexel just, glasses just, because just, these glasses are amazing. Just shame me. In, in front of our viewers, um, listeners, audience, people. Yeah, until we start actually recording these live, then they're just our listeners. crew, our crew, our, our absurdists. <laughs> oh man, we got to come up with. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I think also find like 
it's so easy to create. And this is the other thing when setting boundaries, also set positive boundaries for yourself. Um, I think a lot of times we set walls and we call them boundaries, but instead it just creates an echo chamber. Um, extend yourself. Like sometimes extend those boundaries to be like, okay, I want someone in my group. Like I have intentionally followed people on Twitter and I have people in my phone and people that I talk to that I completely disagree with um, mm. politically, financially, um, like in all different areas. And they're very, some of them are very smart. <laughs> uh, some of them are not. And they're, and I'm like, dude, you, you don't read a book, do you? Um, and a dude, dude is, is gender neutral, by the way. I just want to put that out there. I'm from California. So dudes are both girls and guys sidebar, continue moving on. <laughs> um, but I do that because I don't. I never want to set up an echo chamber for myself. The worst thing you can do is surround yourself with yes men because all it does is reinforce the stupid things that you do in your life. And we all do stupid things. I'm not saying stupid people. I'm saying even the smartest people do stupid things. But the smartest people will also surround themselves with A, people who are better than them at different things that they want to get better at. And B, people who disagree with them. So that it's like, okay, am I actually on this? Because more times than not, what I find is by listening to their arguments, it either reinforces what I have or it makes me see things from a different light. But it never like crushes my – like very rarely is it like, oh, huh, I think you're right in this instance. Every once in a while you'll get that. But more times than not, it's like, no, 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 I definitely feel this way. But it's it's a it's a it's a good litmus test because it doesn't create an echo chamber where it's like, no, this is totally it. You hear somebody else, you go, oh, no, OK, that sounds a little crazy. And that's the point. Yeah, my boundaries, like when it comes to controversial opinions or things I disagree with, my boundaries um, have more to do with the way someone communicates rather than the what of their what, what they're communicating. That's right? fair. Because like, if someone is inherently like like an overt racist so i don't mean i don't mean like the systemic racism i mean like someone like a, a hood wearing kkk member i'm talking like like extremist racist right like the only way that someone like that will change their mind is through relationship so if you if you, yeah. if, you if you block that or some sort of experience right but typically it's through relationship so if you block them out completely because of the racist views then you'll never have any sort of impact exactly, on their lives yeah. or no inroad or learn more about how your view might be correct so instead, my thing is, if they're willing to sit down and dialogue with me about that kind of thing, if they're willing to talk with me and, and, and um, have constructive conversation one way or the other, then sure, no problem. But if someone is a complete jerk about their beliefs and about what they're saying, um, then that's when I tend to go, okay, well, that's my boundary. My boundary is, is, is your disrespect. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. My boundary is your, is your disrespect. Um, or my boundary is your disrespect of people I love. So even if, if you're willing to have a constructive conversation with me, but you're, um, you're intentionally or dismissing yeah. or demeaning someone that I care about, then okay, we have some problems there. And I have boundaries and I'll let you know that. Um, if you want to make fun of Cubans, like to my face, hey, we're going to have a problem with that. Um, not okay. Wait, the, the um, sandwich or the people group? Because yes. I would have a so, problem with people who make fun of the sandwich. Um, I would have a problem with both because that's I'm fair. Cuban. That's fair. So, um, like, that's just kind of how I like. That's no, no, I for think. sure. Yeah. So that that's where my boundaries are. Please understand, like, like boundaries are almost a one hundred percent subjective yeah. thing. Um, I think the importance of boundaries is objective, but I think the the actual boundaries themselves yeah. are completely flexible to whoever you are. It's more important that you have them than where you set them. Yeah, and um, because you have to learn. I mean, it's it's. It's like um, when you actually work AV, um, audiovisual, a soundboard, you know, for any type of event, you know every person has a different sound. You know, you can set a general sound. Like there are certain things that are just, you know, completely turning the bass up on everyone is just not going to work, you know. So, so there are certain generalities that you have to get around. But for the most part, um, everybody has a unique sound. So you're going to turn, if you want to do it right, like you have to, to tweak it to each individual voice. And it's kind of the same way with boundaries on that. You know, like every person's going to have their unique individual um, setting that they're going to live in. However, um, if you don't, it's just going to end up bad. Like it's, it's important to have them, which, which well, kind of brings think... me to, to work, you know, when we're talking about like with work, 
everyone needs boundaries at work. And there's an objective reality with HR and different things of you can say certain things, you can do certain things, and you can't do certain things, and you can't say certain things. Um, however, everyone's boundary of what they say yes to and what they say no to is different. Someone works at like a, a law firm. If you've ever seen the, the movie or the show Suits, you know, like they have very bad boundaries there because they're trying to get ahead. And so they will just take whatever versus in a healthy working environment. You'll say no. If your superior comes in and you're like, do this for me. You have a right as a worker to say, does this fall within my purview? Is this in my job description? Well, then, no, I'm not going to, you know, this is this is not right. This is not OK. And if you can continue to take advantage of me in this way, I will go to the authorities because you had to set boundaries. But then again, everybody has their own thing. If somebody works really well with a superior and they see that they need help, they might say yes to something if they're like, I need help with this, even though it doesn't fall within the the limits of their actual job. They'll be like, well, I'm going to do that anyway. Um, mm -hmm. My senior pastor, like I did things, uh, little tasks for him, even though he didn't necessarily need me to do it. And I asked him, I'm like, what do you need from me? What do you don't? What do you want from me? What do you don't? And so even within those boundaries, it was like, hey, if if I can tell you need something, um, like if he needed me to pick up because he couldn't preach that week or whatever, it was like, yeah, I really enjoy our relationship. I'll, I'll help you out, even though that's not my job necessarily. If you need me to go visit a family or whatever, and we didn't talk about it before, it didn't, it isn't technically my job. Sit in a committee, chair, whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you out because we have a good relationship. But I had boundaries. You know, we had those boundaries and it was set. So, yeah, there's that objective, but it is complete within that objectivity. It's completely objective where you or subjective where you set it for yourself. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, for me, one of my boundaries as a pastor is if you call me before 8 a.m. or after 9 p.m., I'm not going to answer my phone um, and I'll call you back after, you know, the, that after that time has passed. It's just one of my personal boundaries for myself because I've said that is my time. Um, that's late at night. I'm not going to answer my phone. And, you know, if someone calls me like a million times in a row, sure, I might answer. You know what I mean? Like if someone calls me two, three, four times, I mean, like I'll if, probably answer. If they're voting on point. the color of the carpet, Becker, you, you have wait. to be there. Yeah, I have to. I have you to be have there. have to be there for that. have to. Um, I have to chair that subcommittee. But I, you know, it's just it's one of those things where you have to find what works for you and, and how you're going to define those lines. And I think what boundaries ultimately communicate, they communicate – to you and they communicate to other people um, is they communicate um, they communicate your sense of self-worth and value. That is ultimately what they communicate because boundaries, like I think of the security system in my apartment complex. Um, I think of locks on a door, right? Um, yeah. Setting those things up says inside I have something that I consider valuable and is worth protecting. Um, whether that and so for boundaries in my life, it means that there's something in my life within those boundaries that I consider worth protecting. Maybe it's the direction I'm headed. Maybe it's my happiness. Maybe it's my joy. Maybe it's uh, my career. Uh, maybe it's my family. Maybe the one thing I need to protect is my family. Right. So I don't. So I don't let someone into my that's, life that's who doesn't one. who hates my family. Um, I don't let. I don't date someone who hates my family. I've made that mistake once before. I'll never make it again. I can guarantee you that. That's that's a that should have been a deal breaker from the moment it happened. I really um, I really want to play. What was it? Wackety sax or something like yakety yakety sax. Yeah, sax yeah. I'll never um, do that again. But they communicate to you, and they communicate to everyone else in your life that so, that you value yourself. Um, and a lack of boundaries communicates a lack of respect and a lack of value for you. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a way that it sounds harsh, and, and to some extent it is. There's no way around that. Um, but I think the, the reason I say it that way is not to make you feel bad and say, oh, you don't respect yourself, how dare you, but to say that you are more important than you think you are. Every single one of us is more important than we think we are, and every That's single exactly, one of us yeah. has something worth protecting. Um, and, and safeguarding. Um, that's why the, the Bible even talks about guarding your heart. Uh, you know, having boundaries when it comes to someone who's hurt you and you forgiving them, but not letting them back into that space where they hurt you. Saying, I, I value this part of my life, and I will not let you encroach on that and damage that um, anymore. And, and, and so I, I really do think that, that boundaries are huge because they really do teach you and they teach others 
um, what you value and and also why you value it. Yeah. Um, I have boundaries around the Sabbath because I value the Sabbath. Yep. I have boundaries around this because I value this, um, that sort of thing. So no, for sure. And and kind of going back to the point we made already, you're going to tell from somebody else whether or not they have good values and and how much they value you because it it's a great quote if our bond is broken by me saying no then it wasn't really strong to begin with um and i think that's the struggle that a lot of people have is they go if i say no i will lose this friendship well it's not a friendship if it can't survive no um i yeah. lost a friendship because i said no uh, to something, you know, and it was a situation where I was put in a position that I was not comfortable with. Um, I had left this particular um, entity once before because I did not feel comfortable with where it was going. And I had been asked back by a friend and I said, I will help them out for this one time. And then all of a sudden I get, you know, I they just assumed I would be back for for. The other instances, and again, like I, I didn't like where it was going. I didn't like the message it was sending, and so I said, I'm out. And it ended our friendship. Mm. And it was you know, it was painful at the time, and it was hard. But literally, you know, and it was over text. That was what was frustrating. It's like, have the integrity to at least call or do it over the phone. Or the like, respect. Yeah, like yeah. the respect to do this face-to-face or call at least. And, and you know, but it was a text message because there's a there's a – cowardly courage that happens behind the anonymity of a, of a keyboard, you know, like everyone's a big, strong dude when they're, you know, calling out the punk noob on, you know, the, on YouTube or whatever. And then if you meet them in real life, they would never say that in a million years. But, you know, since you can't physically reach out and punch me, I'm going to, I'm going to act all tough. And this guy just did. I mean, he just really, you know, was like, oh, how dare you, whatever. And I, and I said, you know, I, I value our memories together. I will always cherish them, but I got enough friends, dude. And if this is if this is the line for you, then I got to go. Bye, basically. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, and I'm trying my best to, because I don't want to disparage them. They're, they're a good person. But, you know, in that part of my life, I'm like, look, I know you've stretched yourself thin. I know you've done all that, but you did that to yourself. You know, you mm-hmm. you did not ask me about these things. You did not talk to me about these things. And you know where I stood. You know why I did this. You've put me in a bad position. I value myself too much. And yet they did not value me enough. So that when that went down, when I said no, they did not react well. They reacted badly. And it was like, okay, well, then our friendship wasn't very strong to begin with, if that's the truth. Yep. And that's a hard, that's a mature that's a, that's a, you have to put your, you know, big boy, big girl pants on <laughs> when you do that. That's a, that's an adult thing. And a lot of, I, I'm surprised how many people don't know how to do that. How many adults, how many adults who like pay mortgages and have kids don't know that? Like they are not good at those types of things. That's when you find out that, uh, that's when you find out that every adult has no idea what they're doing. And when you were a kid, you thought they did, but it turns out everyone's just guessing their way through life. To an extent, <laughs> to a large extent. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, we're all just guessing. And, just and, trying to and we never really one, learned like, like one in, bill at a time. Yeah, It amazes me how many, how many adults throw tantrums still. Like, like yeah. I watched somebody throw a tantrum once and sulk. And I'm like, you're in your sixties. What is happening here? <laughs> Do you know, do you know, one of the, one of the things that like was the biggest wake up call for me when it came to boundaries was my financial life. Um, because currently I'm actually digging my way out of this. Um, but getting a la carted to death with, you know, get this and it's only $10 a month payments or get this. And it's this, like every, every new subscription that I do for a new service, I'm like, oh yeah, I can afford $10 more a month here. Yeah. I can afford $10. And then all of a sudden, like $300 later in, in, subscriptions you're like oh death by a wait, thousand I can't subscriptions. All the- yeah it's death by a thousand paper cuts but that's exactly how boundaries work someone encroaches like like something encroaches very very um like in a small way yeah they break your boundary in a way that you're like eh, that's fine uh but then all of a sudden like a year down the a year down the road maybe even a month down the road you realize wait 
all of these things added up, and now they've completely ignored that boundary. Uh, because I have not done the good thing in in knowing when to say no and knowing how to say no and to communicate this isn't okay. Um, so that that's one of those things where um, you it, it's hard to do and it's hard to realize because you kind of feel like a failure when that's happened. Um, but oh yeah, you feel again, so if bad. Yeah, if your friendship can't survive you going back and having that conversation, then was it really that strong of a friendship or? Not even that. I I don't know that I would put it that way. I, maybe I would say was then that friendship was created on the wrong foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's um and and so it means that you need to go back and say I need to create this this friendship or this relationship on the right foundation. And it I doesn't mean you point. can't do that. Yeah. I in my particular instance that did not happen, but I also have other instances where it did, where it actually became stronger because I said no because I'm like I can't do that. That's a line for me, and they were like really oh okay. Yeah. And it ended up becoming stronger because of it. And, yeah, and that's absolutely. your tree, by the way. That's how, that's how someone goes from a leech to being a tree. And that's how someone goes from being a tree to in your, you know, your fellowship, your inner circle is by those instances of saying no, like those bonding experiences of, you know, having them step up or having you say no and having them still be okay. Like that's how you weed out, you know, who you are going to, you know, keep in your life. And, yeah. and, like this happens like a great example of that I think comes from the example of Jesus in the Bible where like he had a lot of followers and then he said some really hard things that we wrestle with today and we're like what does that mean and they were like yeah no this is this is weird I don't like this <laughs> and and he turns to his core and is like are you guys going to go too like and he doesn't mean that in a sarcastic rhetorical way like he's legit asking like are, are you guys going too like this is a I said this thing to deliberately weed out the hard people and they stuck with him and he goes, okay, good. We can, we can do work together then. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the hardest things is when boundaries overlap. So in, in my relationships and it's especially been amplified over the last couple of years because of the loneliness and the isolation I felt kind of just being on my own out here. Um, and not like having a lot of friends like to hang out with, I have friends, but clearly not like, yeah, physically they're not around. Yeah. Yeah. Physically they're not around. So I've got these two, this is where it happens in relationships. I've got these two conflicting values. So one is that I desire to not be lonely, but two is that I desire to set up a positive future for myself where I surround myself with the right people. Um, and what ends up happening is because also I kind of have this habit with instant gratification, I'll typically end up choosing, um, the, to end the loneliness quicker, um, as quickly as possible. Um, without valuing the boundaries I've set up around surrounding myself with the right people down the road. Um, and so I'll end up surrounding myself with someone now who will either end up hurting me or I will end up hurting myself because I didn't um, value my other boundary. And so one of the really hard things about navigating boundaries is navigating the spaces where your boundaries or the different priorities in your life uh, intersect and and saying, all right, I have to give up and suffer a little bit in this area because this, because I know that when I get here, when I get to my final destination, um, I will be um, exactly who I want to be, and I'll have exactly who I want to have in my life. Um, college was a good, good exercise in that. Yeah. But it, it's you really don't experience that those that specific dynamic until this kind of thing happens, you where you are it, yeah. out on your own. Yeah. You don't have that support system anymore. Um, that's where you've really got to figure out and how to walk those lines. Not for sure. I. We're getting like we're we're going to like Tony Robbins territory now. <laughs> in my head, I'm true. like, this is like it's starting to sound like because uh, in my head, I immediately went to food. Like that was where I went to. It's like, oh, uh, like I I I ate Taco Bell today. I gotta admit it. It was I was got out of class. I talked to my professor. I didn't have time to go home and cook anything, so I just went really quickly to Taco Bell. And I was like, I'm gonna pay for this. And sure enough, I did. Um, in my GI tract. But also in like, and you know, I'm trying to lose like 25 pounds and that need to set the boundary of I'm going to set this aside and delay gratification because, you know, A, living longer, but also B, you know, getting in shape, you know, being able to look, you know, uh, uh, being able to, 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 to get to a certain spot of what I want to reach my goal as far as my parents and, and my, you know, weight and health category, like 
that's the lead gratification. You have to set up those boundaries. So it's not even as something as serious as like work or, or friends or anything. Like that. It can just be those little things in your life. Like if you learn to do that, you can learn to say no to other things. Because the hardest person to say no to is yourself. Like yeah. that's, that's for me, that's the hardest thing is to be like, I want this. No, Tony, but I want it. I said no. <laughs> like I'm choosing for us, but us decides something, you know. That's the hard one because you, you sometimes have to keep doing that. But if you learn to set good boundaries and you learn to say no to yourself, like it, it's much, much easier to say no to other people. So when they come up well, and go, no, you're like, I value myself already. I've had practice valuing myself. I think it becomes easier to, to guard your boundaries um, when you remember that not everyone that encroaches them is doing so uh, with malice. Yeah. And I know we yeah. kind of touched on this earlier, but remembering that, that, that um, I, I think one of the, look, look for the good in everyone, right? Yeah. Um, always look for the positive in someone and understanding that if someone, uh, someone crossed your boundaries, they probably did not know they were doing so. Um, and understanding that, whether it was a failure to communicate on your part or whether it was they, no one thought about it, whatever, um, or you didn't even realize that that was an area of your life where you needed a boundary, whatever it might be, um, understanding that they weren't doing so to try to hurt you can really go a long way when you need to have a conversation with them. Yeah. Uh, because you're not doing so from the defensive. Because yeah. uh, I think one of the problems is we try to guard our our boundaries, but we're always doing so on the defensive because we think that people are trying to attack us. And I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I think everyone's just trying to do them. Like they're just trying yeah. to be them and live life and things happen. And so without that communication, I think um, we, uh, and without that understanding, I think we fail to communicate well. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think it's good to to just anything that makes you self-aware. Um, that's a big thing for me in my life is I'm, I, I have to step back in all aspects and, and do evaluations. Like, what am I doing well right now? Um, let me take stock of the challenges I have in my life. Um, and, and a big one is friendships. You know, since I've been here, I've had to cut out a few friendships because they were toxic. You know, they were leeches. And I was like, okay, this person, while I appreciate them, while they have good qualities, while I see the good in them, um, you know, uh, I'm not their therapist and I'm not their, you know, Ooh. attention giver person. Like I'm not their, <laughs> I'm not their puppy. I'm not their, you know, their mom or dad. Like I'm not going to take that role. I am their friend or they are, they, they need to not be my friend. If, if this is going to be toxic to me, if this is going to drain me or on the flip side and be like, you know, I should give this person more of my time. Like I should be more intentional about yeah. that because they, I, I want to value them. Or they're going through a lot, so let me say yes to them and deny myself what I want uh, to pour into them. So, yeah, I think it's always good just to take stock of yourself. And 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 like I said, boundaries can always adjust. Nothing – life is so elastic and dynamic. Like we often want to set these things in stone and it's like you do – you are aware that the only things that are set in stone are artificial. Like yeah. mountains are not – straight they bend they move around you know um the only things that are these straight lines like nature does not nature abhors straight lines so you will you'll get differences you'll get things adjusting and moving and, and in our lives we have to be able to do that to adapt and adjust to move to it so be aware you know change isn't necessarily a bad thing um doesn't mean you have to change but just be aware of it and take stock and be like is this where i'm still at yeah i am okay cool um, I think obviously there's there's definitely more we could say on this, but we so are much. running short on time. So um, I, we do hope this is something that can get you thinking, maybe about the boundaries in your life, um, maybe w- ways you can set them better, or you know talk with people about your boundaries, whatever it may look like for you. We we do hope this was helpful. Um, if you want to subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much any podcasting uh, aggregate app, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Overcast. Anchor, all of them. You can find Absurdity on all of them. Uh, we also have a website, theabsurdity.org. Um, all the episodes are there as well, completely free. You can also download them. Um, and uh, if you want to support us financially, patreon.com slash absurditypodcast. That helps us a lot um, because it literally pays for this. It helps us pay for this, uh, make improvements when we need to or, 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 or cover costs. So thank you to those who are supporting us on Patreon. There are going to be some Patreon-exclusive episodes coming uh, within the next few months. And uh, I already mentioned the shirts and mugs and different different actual items that you can receive now for being a patron, and there will be more. 
coming. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Um, and, uh, we will see you next week, but before I go on that, because I'm ad-libbing this, Tony, what's your Twitter? Uh, at T O N Y underscore A N O B I L E, or you can just look up the new Dr. Jones. Awesome. And I am at running at Ryan one eight zero Becker. At gmail.com. At, uh, uh, at Ryan one at Ryan Oh my god, I just I just messed it all up. At Ryan one eight zero Becker on Twitter, at Ryan one eight zero Becker at gmail.com uh is my uh email address. So you can go ahead and, and and email me there if you have any comments, questions, feedbacks um for the show. All of it helps. All of it uh really helps us get better at this. Yep. Um so thank you guys so much for listening, for being a part of this journey with us, and we will see you next week. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.